Hey, and welcome to the Digital Nomad Life Podcast. I'm your host, Krista, aka Christabella Travels on social media. Go ahead and hit me up over there on Instagram and TikTok. Say hi, and let's talk about the Digital Nomad Life. As you know, that's the title of this podcast, and I would say it's the title of my life. Uh, <laughs> Digital nomadism is something I've dedicated my life to for the past eight years. I've been a digital nomad myself for eight years as I've traveled to 60 countries while making a full-time income the entire time. And now I've dedicated my entire career to helping other people become digital nomads. And that's why I created this podcast. So yeah, I seek to deliver lots of practical information and also cover a lot of psychology behind the digital nomad life because in my opinion, my beliefs are that the digital nomad life can really be accessible to anyone, but the things that hold us back are mindset blocks um, yeah, and just things rooted in psychology. So that's my style. I go deep into the psychology of every single topic that I discuss here and also load you up with practical advice and information and wisdom so that you can move forward creating the digital nomad life of your dreams. So today the topic is benefits. And I'm going to air quote, what about benefits? That is the question that I tend to get from so many people who slide into my DMs and they say, Krista, I think I want to be a digital nomad, but I'm scared. I'm scared about this. I'm scared about that. What about benefits? And also this what about benefits thing was a main question that I got asked when I was, um, you know, taking every step in my digital nomad career, um, you know, from my family members, from friends, from my boss, uh, all different kinds of people. Everybody wanted to know what about benefits. So here I am ready to dive into again the psychology of why this question seems to be so important to everyone and the new mindset that you can take about it and also the practical information of how you can live your life having the benefits. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, let's get into the good stuff. Okay, let's start off by defining what are benefits in the first place. And for the sake of this conversation, hopefully you already know this, but we are discussing employee benefits. Okay, we're not talking about friends with benefits. We're talking about benefits that you get when you are employed. And this is relevant to this particular conversation because even though being a digital nomad doesn't necessarily mean that you are employed or not employed, that really is I would say um, it's just a lot of digital nomads are not employed. A lot of digital nomads are, uh, they are freelancers, they have their own businesses, they're entrepreneurs, co coaches, consultants, solopreneurs, etc. There are people that are going off and making money on their own. They're going out into that big bad world, not having that, and I quote, safety net of an employer. Okay, so an employer, when you work for them, what you get is your salary and you also probably get benefits, other non-monetary gifts or, uh, you know, things that you are entitled to that go into your contract. So benefits, um, oftentimes, and the big one includes health insurance, but it could be disability leave. It could be maternity leave. It could be a bonus at the end of the year. It could be a meal expense. It could be travel expenses. Um, it could be flying first class if, you know, if, if that's 
the kind of benefit that you get. There's all different kinds of benefits. There's all different kinds of little golden nuggets that your employer can wave in front of you saying, ooh, don't you want this? Don't you want this? Don't you want this? And for me, this is the big psychological thing about benefits that keep people stuck, okay? So um, let's say that your employer is going to fly you first class. That would be truly an amazing benefit. I would, I would imagine that uh, there's probably no one listening to this podcast that does get that benefit. But if you do get that benefit, slide into my DMs. Would love to hear from you. Most people probably aren't going to get that benefit. But let's just say that you have this amazing benefit that you would never pay for on your own. To me, that is what we call a golden handcuff. Okay. That is something that your employer is giving to you to keep you as a loyal employee. It's a pain in the ass for employers to find a new employee, by the way, especially one who knows what they're doing and is going to be good. So your employer wants to give you stuff to keep you there. And oftentimes it really, really works. Oftentimes benefits are the thing that keeps people yeah, stuck and staying in one place. Now, I want to remind you that if you are a digital nomad, and especially if you're a self-employed digital nomad, you have complete freedom to make your money and spend your money however the hell you want. Maybe you're not going to be flying first class everywhere, but maybe you're going to be able to get to fly to destinations that you actually want to go to. You know, if you're flying first class, like maybe you're flying around to the same destinations over and over and over again, or you're flying to these big meetings that you're going to have to wear uncomfortable clothes to and sit in a room full of people that just make you feel small or whatever. Like when you're a digital nomad and you're working for yourself and you're making money for yourself, you are the boss. You are the one that's controlling every single part of your life. And I would just say, in that case, you really need to think carefully about, okay, I have this big, beautiful, amazing benefit from being employed, but what are the benefits of not being employed? What are the other things that I could look for that, you know, I can see the flip side of how maybe I wouldn't get the same amazing benefit if I were working for myself, but you know, I would have more time. I would have more flexibility. I would have greater freedom to visit the places that I really want to spend time in, etc. Here's a big benefit that a lot of my friends got when I was living in New York City is they got meal stipends. Okay. So we also want to think, why are, why is your employer offering you a meal stipend? Is it because they're keeping you at work after dinner time and they want to make sure that you're not super resentful? So they're going to throw you an extra $10 a day so they can get an extra, like, you know, $200 worth of work out of you. You really want to think about these benefits that you're getting. Why is your employer giving them to you? And is there a way that you can benefit from working on your own even more so. And again, the benefit's not always going to be completely tit for tat. But what I would like you to do if you're feeling like benefits are 
uh, holding you back from pursuing your dream life, I would like you to make a list of all of the amazing things that you get out of um, that employment situation. And then I want you in the next column to write down something else that you could get that could be of equal or maybe even greater value. And when I say value, I don't mean monetary value. I mean value to you. Like what do you value? Do you value time? Do you value being able to spend more time with your dog than you value getting $10 for a meal at dinner time um, or $20 or whatever? So yeah, just write down like what are all the actual other kind of benefits that you could get if you were working on your own. Now, the other side of this conversation is, but what about the benefits that, um, they're not the glamorous benefits, but they're the ones that I need. So you might be listening to this, and especially if you're an American, you might be thinking, okay, but what about health insurance? That's a benefit that I really, I don't know if I can live without because actually it's illegal to not have health insurance in the United States. Just a little FYI for all of my international listeners, this part may or may not be relevant to you, but for Americans, health insurance is really something that I think our government dangles over our head and it's all part of the big ultimate system that is keeping the majority of people at work as worker bees and the, you know, uh, the big people at the top. So there's this common belief that the only way that you can get health insurance is by being employed. And I think this belief is seriously outdated and it's just, it's just ludicrous. Are you seriously trying to tell me that out of all the entrepreneurs, out of all the business owners in the world who've ever existed, all the people that work for themselves, like take a sec and think about how many people in the country are probably working for themselves, people who are self-employed. You're telling me that those people are all taking the risk that if they get sick, they're going to be slammed with a $500,000 bill? Really? Is that really what you think? No, no way. There's no way that it's such a black and white thing. There's no way that if you're employed, that's how you get health insurance. And if you're not employed, you're screwed or you're taking a huge risk. Come on, that's that's not a thing. And I'm just saying it this way because I feel like most people that ask me this question, they've never actually thought about how crazy that sounds. So look, Health insurance is something that you can buy on your own. It depends on what kind of health insurance you need and where you specifically live, what state you live in. Um, but I bet you if you go on to Google and you type in health insurance plus your state, you will find all different kinds of ways that self-employed people can become covered. Now, yes, it's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you money. It might cost you anywhere between $100 to $1,000 a month for you to get that insurance. So that is a big thing that employers say, oh, but I'm going to give you this great health insurance. So just in case cancer happens to you, you're going to be covered. And they're using fear to keep you from going off on your own. Fear is literally the strongest emotion to control people with. 
And uh, I think that, you know, an employer offering benefits that are health insurance, that's really, really amazing, whatever amazing health insurance is. But yeah, an employer that's like, yeah, but look at this health insurance. Like if something really, really bad happens to you, you're going to be fine. I'm going to keep you safe. And now what are you doing? Oh, you're thinking about all the really messed up things that could happen to you. And now you're seeing your employer on this pedestal who's going to be your protector, your savior. And that's the psychology of what happens with this benefits conversation. And the bigger your benefits are, the harder it's going to be for you to break free from your company because you spent all this time worshiping the great benefits that you're getting that are keeping you safe. And our subconscious only wants one thing, that is to keep us safe. Literally our subconscious mind, that's all it cares about. And we're operated by our subconscious, but this isn't a conversation for the subconscious. We're talking about benefits. So sorry about my tangent guys, but this is what I love to talk about. Anyway, the point is that your employer is dangling this carrot, these golden handcuffs over you that is, um, yeah, keeping you stuck and, um, making you feel fearful of what if I don't have the benefits, Okay. So what if you don't have the benefits? Well, first of all, like if you're working for yourself, you're going to make sure that you're legally covered. So yeah, you're going to go find health insurance somewhere and you're going to pay for it. And it's going to be okay because when you work for yourself, you can make way more money than you could make as an employed person. Okay. So granted, let's say that you've got a high power job. You're working at a fortune 100 company and you're pretty high up, or you are working for a tech company or something, and you're a software developer and you're making mad money or you're a doctor. Okay. If you start working for yourself, there's going to be a curve there where you are not going to be making as much money as you could while you were an employed person. But the whole point of having your own business is that you're never going to plateau with how much money you make. You can keep growing and scaling your business and therefore you're going to be able to afford great health insurance. Um, side note, there are a lot of states that I think you would be surprised at what you might be eligible for if you do try to go get health insurance on your own. And once you have decoupled the fear from your employer from your work, you might start to think, do I really need that level of insurance? And anyway, I think you're just going to have a completely different shift once you start educating yourself on how you could get health insurance, even if you are self-employed. There's another benefit that I want to bring up because I also think that that one is really important outside of just insurance and all the glamorous stuff, but it is saving for retirement. So another benefit that a lot of employers will offer you is, um, at least in the United States, it's called a 401k and that's a retirement savings account. And if you put some money into that 401k, then your employer could match it and give you a little bit of extra money um, to help you save for retirement. Now, for me, this whole what about retirement thing is also this crazy psychological phenomenon that employers dangle over our heads to keep us fearful and keep us in the system. And it's also just this collective belief that retirement is going to be this like amazing, most amazing part of our lives when actually we could be living amazing lives right now. 
right fucking now. So excuse my French, but like when I hear people being like, oh yeah, when I retire, I'm going to do that. I just think about who I was 10 years ago when I was stuck in this rat race and really feeling like all I wanted to do was travel. And I genuinely thought I had to wait until retirement to do that. So I had my retirement up on this pedestal, not having any idea that I could be traveling the world right now, that I could be taking three, four day weekends every single weekend right now, that I could be hiking up a mountain in Norway on a Saturday or a Sunday and then opening my laptop and coming back down and doing work like on a Monday and having that be part of my life while I'm still young and active. You know, retirement is so far away for you, right? If you're listening to this, my average listener, <laughs> my average listener is, you know, under the age of 40 and you still have many, many years until you retire. So you've got it on this pedestal here. But again, what about now? First of all, Life is not guaranteed. You don't even know if you're going to make it to retirement. So why not make the most out of your life right now is my first question for you. And second, who's to say that that 401k matching that your employer is going, that is your employer is giving you right now is going to be the thing that allows you to have a great, cushy, lush retirement. I mean, no, it's probably not going to be the thing that makes the biggest difference in your life when you retire. Yeah, it's a little bit of a safety net because again, all your subconscious wants is to be safe and that's where your employer has so much control over you when they dangle these benefits in front of your face because when they dangle these benefits in front of your face, it immediately puts you into a state of fear. Oh my gosh, retirement. Yeah, I need to have money for that. Oh, thank God this savior is here to save me from my inability to make enough money to support the lifestyle that I want when I retire in 40 years. So guys, how about investing? How about opening your own retirement account? In the US, it's called an IRA, and you can invest in stocks easily. The S&P 500 is meant to be one of the safest ways to invest in the stock market, and you can make money that way. Also, again, remember that when you work for yourself, you can make way more money than if you were employed. Yes, the first year is going to be hard for you. Yes, the first year, you might be throwing way more money into your health insurance than you feel comfortable with. But after that, right? Because also if you're if you're thinking about your retirement, I know you're capable of having a long-term vision. Can you have the long-term vision that you can work to make your own business successful? That you can work to make a lot of money in your life? That you can work to maybe even retire early? When you're employed, retiring early is not going to be a thing for you. Sorry hate to break it to you, but that's probably not going to happen. It might happen, but probably not. The way that people retire early is when they have their own businesses and they make more than enough money. They've learned how to invest it so that their money can keep making money for them. And that's how people retire early. And that's how people have amazing retirements. People don't have amazing retirements because they're getting 401k matching in their retirement fund that their employer is dangling in front of their face, making them feel fearful that they have to 
be prepared for this thing that's so far in the future. I'm not telling you not to save for retirement. You should save for retirement. But the point is, do you need your employer to do that for you? Why are you giving them all the control over your ultimate future? Why are you giving your employer control over every aspect of your life? The more benefits you get, the more control they have over your day-to-day life and over your psychology. And your psychology, your mindset, the way that you think, your belief systems, that is what runs your life. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about the subconscious mind, about sharing about psychology in my podcast. That's what the majority of my coaching is all about. By the way, the benefit of actually being coached by me versus just taking one of my online courses is that we get to go into your psychology. We get to go into your belief systems. And I promise you, if you can change your belief systems, you change your entire life. I know this because that's what that's been my experience and it's also been my experience of overseeing about a hundred people now become digital nomads. Realize that they do have control over their life, that they can live the lifestyle that they've dreamed of for their retirement right now. They don't have to wait. And not only do they not have to wait, but they can have more in life than they ever dreamed could have been possible for them. But that's the thing, could have been possible for them. Right there, that phrase is a belief, right? That, oh, this lifestyle could be possible for someone else. Whoever this chick Christabella Travels is, I see her globetrotting and you know having this glamorous lifestyle, but it must be because she is, insert whatever idea you want to project onto me. The point of this is you can have anything that I have, okay? Like, I'm not special, guys. Um, Of course, I'm super special. I mean, I love myself. But uh, you're special too. You're special too. You don't need some employer to be, you know, having you in these golden handcuffs. You don't need to be living in fear. You can be living in a state of abundance. You can be living in a state where you have full control over your own lifestyle. But yeah, if you just uh, keep allowing your employer to dangle these things in front of you, you're just going to always be chasing that carrot and you're not going to become a digital nomad. So mm, I think that's all I have to say about this. Um, Oh, I guess some book recommendations. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to change your mindset about how you can start breaking free, um, you got to change your beliefs about money. And I recommend this book called You Are a Badass at Making Money by a woman named Jen Sincero. Read that book. Oh my gosh, it's game-changing. It's a mandatory read for all of my clients. And also, I would recommend reading the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, I forget the author, Richard something. Um, But yeah, Rich Dad, it's a super famous book. Google it. You'll find it. Um, This book is kind of teaching you but just about the fundamentals of investing and um, yeah, why you should do it and also why entrepreneurship is really the way for people to make actual money and live a life of freedom. So check out those two books and uh, go ahead, Google, how do I get health insurance in my state, my country? 
what do other freelancers do in my state, my country about health insurance, about whatever, about whatever the benefit is that you think you need. How do freelancers save for retirement? Educate yourself. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Once you know that you can have the life that you want, you can start moving towards it. So I hope that this podcast helped enlighten you, helped you see another perspective and helped give you some motivation to, yeah, take control over your life. See the beauty uh, that your dreams hold. (laughs) And with that, um, I always drop at the end of a podcast my secret Instagram account, Christabella Travels Coaching. And um, I have way fewer followers on that account. And therefore, it's easier for me to manage and get back to all the messages. So if you listen to this whole podcast, I see you as someone who um, I probably do want to have a conversation with. So go ahead, message me there. And um, yeah, let's talk about how you can get your specific questions answered and how you can make your specific digital nomad dreams a reality. Thanks so much for listening to the Digital Nomad Life podcast. Again, I'm your host, Krista, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.